0: How we doing? It's We're doing, man. It's Friday. We're here. We're doing what we love to do. We got another action-packed, delivering more podcasts to bring to you viewers and listeners at home, whether you're listening or viewing morning, afternoon, or evening. Please like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> so we can get this as in front of as many eyeballs as humanly possible. So we can bring as much value as humanly possible to the independent contractor and gig industry nation. T, what do we got on the books today?
1: Well, you know, we got a pretty exciting one on the books today. It's going to be first starting off with our first in-person interview with um, first timers from, you know, I don't want to call them outsiders, but just drivers, you know, people who um, don't work in this office are coming in for an in-person interview. So that is going to be very exciting. Uh, One is a very tenured driver actually uh, has been at deliver that as a driver longer than I've been an employee. And I've been here for about three years. And then um, the other one is hasn't been around as long, but has taken almost as many deliveries as a 10-year driver. Very active driver. Very so active. Excited for that.
0: Yeah, good, good. Megan and Penelope is who we got on the books for the interview segment today. Both Northeast Ohio drivers, both stay in the Cleveland area. I think Megan Strongsville, Penny's around the same area, maybe a little further east, I believe, mm-hmm. a little closer to Akron, possibly. Uh, but yeah, they made the trip down to Can uh, to join us in office, like Tristan said, and it's our first one, so I'm I'm very excited to see how the uh, camaraderie is for an in person interview. Hopefully, yep. much better than uh than the Zoom ones. Um, yeah, Jim. Uh, Jim just sent us over a message here. the The NEO Dream Team. Yeah, yep. that's what you know, you know, the, we close out the interview here. They they came up with a nickname, or they call it themselves. Is that what they said. Yeah, the NEO Dream Team. Yeah, the NEO Dream Team. Which I mean, realistically, they they both. Megan, like you said, has been with us for well over three years, and, and Penny, since she's came on, I believe in summer of twenty twenty one. I mean, she's probably been the most active Northeast Ohio driver we have on the platform. So and she goes
1: above and beyond.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'll hear how she does go above and beyond as well. So props to them. Thank them so much for coming in. And then we are going to close out the show with another meet the team segment. This week, we have vice president of operations. Chilty.
1: Christian
0: Hilty is with us in the building, folks. Um, I would say a lot of people probably know Christian from like the driver tips of the week um, the newsletters that go out, a maybe lot a couple of, of weekend phone calls. Yeah, a lot of the app updates. Yes, and he also he does you know partake in some dispatching on the weekends. He'll hop in if we need him, and he handles a lot of um like higher up issues. So if you have a, a major pay discrepancy or or a major Uh, innovation you want to see within deliver that he'd probably be someone you've reached out to you've spoken to over email or phone call in the past so Mm -hmm. uh, a good portion of our drivers probably know christian but we're happy to introduce him to those who do not
1: yeah and he's just a very inspiring individual who's who's climbed the ladders and you'll hear about it from from literally the beginning from the seed you know um really really inspiring story so stick around for it
0: of course, of course. Yeah, I think he's employee number like five or six um, in the chronological order of things. So so really in the early days of DT, we're talking 2018, uh, about three or four years on the books now with him at the company. But uh, let's stop all the chitter chatter here and get into the interview with Megan and Penelope. Let's get after it. All right, T, so we're back in the building. We have maybe... I'll, I'll say, like, the interview I'm probably most excited for at this mm-hmm. moment in time, I think, more or less, is because wow. it's, it's an in office interview. It's our first, other yeah. than the Meet the Team segments, our first guest in office interview.
1: Yeah, first driver in office interview, too.
0: Yep. And we have Megan and Penelope, our Northeast Ohio drivers. How are you guys doing today? Doing fine, but you guys are the best Northeast Ohio drivers. Yeah, well, I I don't want to exclude. <laughs> we gotta be careful, people. but yeah.
2: I know we don't want to make anybody jealous. Some
0: people live close to here, okay? Yeah, <laughs> true. I, know.
2: I thought you were gonna say the OG
3: driver. That's what no. I thought you were. Oh,
2: that's <laughs> a fact. We,
0: we did stay before the podcast. Megan does outlast Tristan as far as tenure would deliver that. So. I mean, she she is an OG driver, Penelope. I it was it we'll get we can get right into the tenure. Do we want to bust out the stats? Let's here do real quick? it. Let's bust so, them yeah, out. Yeah, we. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you guys previously, but we have we pulled your guys' statistics, um, just total deliveries and amount of food delivered. Um, Megan, we just spoke. Um, we said you started end of 2018, I believe yes, December. our, our stats, unfortunately only pull from August of 2019. Okay. So you probably have a, a good amount of deliveries predating that, but from August of 2019 to December 21, you've taken 467 deliveries, um, just over 170,000 in total food cost delivered so props to you a, megan it's me, awesome yeah, yeah it's amazing yeah it's a <laughs> great to great to yeah. at least hear like some numbers you've been doing with the platform and then penelope you started a little later i don't did you start in 2021 you just yeah, started I just
2: started in it was june? summer june. Of got, yeah. June. yeah
0: yeah we have june of twenty twenty one. i just wanted to make sure we weren't missing any dates for you nope. but yeah so you did your damnedest to try and basically catch Megan in in like half the time. You, you did a good job. You've done 334 total deliveries, just over, I believe, 145,000 in total food cost delivered. That makes, no,
2: and I've been you've been doing it <laughs> twice as long as
3: I. Have. That makes me look like I'm slower, but I I do other stuff.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> well, no, you. you have, you have children that you're taking yeah. care of and everything like that so we're very understanding and you take what you well can, I don't know so. if we're
1: understanding but right yeah. yeah.
2: and it's just little old me and I don't have anything better to do so I stay up 24 well, hours well we love a day to have you waiting yeah, for we stay, orders waiting for orders to come through
3: it was funny because when she first started I was you know they were coming in a lot of times the orders come in at 2 or 4 in the afternoon right. and she would miss them and she'd be like do you like have to take this in the shower and I go I literally have it on the windowsill just in de- case any that's come how in how dedicated she is and so I would like so you've got to be ready when they come in, so I was like, I'll have it right by my uh shower, the window. So I said, Yeah, and she was Whatever like, Oh, you're takes. for real, right? Oh, you're
1: for real. You guys, I see you guys are pretty good at grabbing those quick, it's super competitive, like yeah. right, competitive.
3: yeah. And but you're a millennial this is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's both a blessing and a curse right. to be a millennial i
0: guess i think we're are, we're all millennials right i think yeah maybe. with the exception of me you're yeah, a boomer,
2: I'm a boomer. <laughs> you look like a millennial <laughs> i look like one yeah you look, look like not. a millennial <laughs> right
0: let's oh. uh let's uh dive into the conversation a little yeah. bit here and get the backstory of you two and kind of your beginnings with deliver that and maybe even the gig economy itself because i know off camera here we're touching on how you guys met or and then got started and delivered that so what was your guys beginnings in the gig industry other platforms deliver that beginnings and all that good stuff
3: um so i worked prior to this call centers for about 12 to 15 years and uh it ended with progressive. <laughs> so basically it was the equivalent of like i couldn't take it anymore being on the phone um and so i left progressive at the beginning of December of
0: 2018. Mm-hmm. And are I was doing we saying those flow commercials did not help your job?
3: Is that? <laughs> I actually loved flow and like the whole Progressive itself was great. It was a great company to work for, but by the time I got there, I was like ruined already because I had been on the phones for so long and I did like, I always, it felt like 10 years, but it was 10 months at Time Warner. And so that was like, oh, you know, right. it was like brilliant.
0: Horrible. So by the time I got to Progressive, I just couldn't Yeah, cable's that. tough.
3: Yes. And so like you would think when people are calling you know, when I first started out doing telemarketing, it was like you kind of expect to get yelled at if you're calling to sell people stuff, but I didn't expect it on the customer just go off. And so towards the end, I just kind of gave it right back and they don't like that. So <laughs> So I left and I my my brother in law at the time was doing DoorDash and they had a big promotion where if you got somebody hired you got $750. Wow! Ooh. So Lovely. we did that and we split it. So as I tell you, the second I delivered the 150th order, like the 750 hit his bank account, wow. like nuts. So he called me, I was in the middle of a I remember what house I was at. And I was like, this was great. So then like two weeks after I started DoorDash, I found this, I was on Indeed. You guys had like a little ad and I was like, oh, this is basically the same thing I'm doing, but the bags were bigger. So right. I started doing that. <laughs> so then I was doing that and DoorDash for a long time. Um, and then I found Shipped the summer of two thousand nineteen, and so Shipped kind of switched to be the primary for me, and so I run Shipped and you guys at the same time. Point pickup and point pickup. Well, that's point pickup. <laughs> Shipped is like
0: grocery, <laughs> more grocery delivery. So, yeah, so
3: Shipped is Target-owned Shipped, so you okay. it's mainly shopping orders for people at Target, and then a bunch of the Giant Eagles, you just pick up the groceries and deliver them.
1: Right. are already shopped yeah,
3: so perfect oh you don't have to shop you're not a giant eagle only oh. at target okay. and so that brings us to penny because i during the you know height of the pandemic i was at target every day yeah she's mm-hmm. making like a ton of money. ton of money because nobody was shopping everybody was scared to go out yeah. and i was there like fearless you know i'm like i'm, I'm gonna go out because my husband got furloughed almost right away so i was like okay so we had to kind of swift you know switch positions i'm like well this is this ship money is easy at this point so mm-hmm. She was checking me out and she was like, how much do you make doing this? And I said, well, before this, maybe about, you know, 500 or so a week, but now I'm at like a thousand a week, (laughs) two weeks later
2: about that. She quit
3: Target and she was with me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And
3: before I actually retired from
2: like 30 year career in broadcast news, uh, journalism, uh, nonprofit solicitation, raising money, things like that. So I just kind of got burned out doing that, and didn't have anything to do, so I took that job at Target. Yeah, I was there like not a long time, and I met Megan, and the rest is history. <laughs> so I've been doing this instead.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, you, we did ship exclusively for probably about a year, and then just the mm-hmm. beginning of the last summer, ship was slowing down because the pandemic had calmed down a little at that point, and so more people were going out, so their orders slowed down significantly. So it was like, what else can we do? She was like we're not making as much as he was and I said well try to deliver that because I said I deliver for this catering company all the time and that kind of subsidizes when ship goes down I said and we're going into what is it wedding season yeah, all that right, in the summer right. I go and that kind of stuff's you know kind of being allowed again so this is summer of 2021 and so mm-hmm. that's when she came on with me.
2: I have to tell you a funny story about that because you mentioned doing catering deliveries I thought you were actually going
0: home and baking stuff
2: you <laughs> thought it I found mean, out she doesn't cook.
0: That's what I feel like maybe like a common misconception though, yeah. like with the catering industry though, people like really don't understand like what it actually until like as of the pandemic and everything, and the off premise side of like restaurants and like getting food order kind mm-hmm. of is brought to light a little bit more. But I would, I think a lot of people were probably in the same boat like three years ago. If you're like, hey, I'm delivering catering orders, they're like, like what you're. What do you mean, a catering or like you're going and making this food and taking it to <laughs> thought, a wedding? Honestly, and are, are you serving so it to fun. people? Are you staying for the four hour event? It's I've like, been
3: asked that like, do you guys stay and right. serve? And I, you know, and anytime somebody's like, when I'll come to some companies, because a lot of times, like, it's like the medical
1: and of
4: course.
3: Food, they're like, are you with DoorDash? And I'm always like, no, no it's deliver no. that. And I point to the bag now because I have our <laughs> yeah. bags
1: so yes. they don't think do they think ever that you work for the restaurant Oh yeah oh yeah a lot, a lot of, of the time, time. especially
3: yeah. with old carolina especially when you go to like the weddings and stuff they think you're like sometimes they think you're there to serve too and it's like no, no, no i'm just no, no, here no, you no, go no, no, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm out <laughs> that's I'm out. not me so no that is a big misconception we've done too. that a
1: couple times actually
3: i know they have said that that has happened but i've never been on one where yeah, I yeah very
0: very stay. very very need basis yeah yeah <laughs>
3: definitely yeah. I can't believe it was you, good pay though. I, I did. You never told me that. That's so funny. I know. And the funny I... thing
2: is, is that like you know, Megan and I have become good friends. Yeah. During the course of all this, I mean, like we've out together, and mm-hmm. even though she's a young um, yeah, but we can't tell. I know. No, I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, and we just have a blast. And I got yeah. to know Megan, and I realized she doesn't know how to cook.
0: So I don't. She's like three things. <laughs> so this woman's never baking. What is she doing?
3: <laughs> she can't. I mean. <laughs> My friends who hear this are going to crack up because they know (laughs) I can make like three things. I can make like spaghetti, which the kids are sick of. You know, I can bake like Betty Crocker cookies. That's it. Hamburger
0: Helper. Hamburger. Peanut butter jelly. Yes.
3: I made that this morning. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so funny. No, they wouldn't want anything if I made it and brought it.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. That's so so funny.
3: That is funny. I know you're gonna edit all this part out. So <laughs> keep no, that well, part I in
0: probably, my yeah, friends yeah, are we'll keep it, it we'll keep it all. We'll <laughs> say we're gonna edit it, but we're not gonna. Okay. People then. like the authenticity. They do. Well we're
3: pretty authentic. We are. We? we are. But going
1: down that road we were talking about how sometimes they think that you you guys are maybe work for the restaurant or they think you're DoorDash. How do you guys um feel that customers uh feel about third party delivery? Like for okay. you, do they do you think they are you know, used to it now after the pandemic?
2: um Yeah, I would say. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. most
3: of the time they're happy you know, yeah. to see us, except if we're exceptionally late. Because <laughs> yeah, most of the time they're just like, I'm always like, what's you know? They'll say, are you DoorDash, and I'll say, no, it's not DoorDash. It's like I always say, it's better than DoorDash because it's. I said, it's deliver that. It's catering, so it's like we bring right. it to you. And they're like, oh, you're not from whatever restaurant? I'm like, no, it's <laughs> actually mm-hmm. we're third party. We pick it up and come set it up. And I I always tell them that's the difference. I say we set it up for you, mm-hmm. whereas if it was DoorDash, I just for sure. Oh. There you go. That's so, a good clarification, though. That is what I usually do. I...
2: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's interesting because I've been to a number of restaurants and there have been a lot of DoorDash people or, yeah. you know, Uber Eats or whatever. Uh, yeah, they. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I've had the experience too. I, I don't, I don't know if I should even make this public, but I took a, a <laughs> pop of Euros in Alliance one time and, oh, I was there and this woman oh was there picking up a different delivery, I believe, for, like, DoorDash or Uber Eats. I imagine she had, like, I don't I don't care how people look. I'm, like, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. But she had, like, a bright tie-dye shirt on, like, capri sweatpants, like, flip-flops. Like, hair was all, like, frazzled and not put together. And I, I legitimately took a picture at the time. I don't feel great about it because it's, like, exploiting people. <laughs> but... I took a picture and like sent. Did send, you post it? And, um. Yeah. Well, I, I sent it to our teams like Slack channel. I was like, "Yo, like this is our competition." Like, I think
3: I saw that when we had Slack.
0: It was. I don't know if it was to the driver Slack channel. It was to like uh like I the sh- in house channel. But yeah. But I was just like, "This is our competition." Like, like this is what we're going up against. It yeah, I remember it. we. He's we, right though. He was
1: right. You yeah, know. Yeah, it's I mean, true. I mean,
2: I used. mean, I've seen guys that or I mean, DoorDash or whatever. They come in and like they have like stains all over their like, sweatshirts. And that's it's how easy tough.
1: it is to set yourself apart, you know. Yep. And that's that's the kind of drivers that we have that end up building relationships with restaurants and getting their deliveries over and over again because they show up. Very simple things. They set the delivery up. They show up presentable. They're friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they continue to receive those deliveries as, and it's that easy to set yourself apart, make that much more money. For,
3: for sure. yes, for sure. That's I think that's what happened with Old Carolina. Well, it was like all the managers, right? There. Yeah. they walk in, and they'd be like. Hey, and yeah, you know yeah. i'm like hi so that is de- definitely the difference i know when we used to have it where there were the relief drivers. yeah and so i would the one lady i sent a picture i was like she showed up in flip flops and like pajamas and i was like and one of you was like tell her to go home and i was like i didn't know i could do that so she like walked in the building with me and i was like oh my
0: yeah it's it's got, it's, it's an odd it's an odd situation be ben, though, yeah, i think it was bad <laughs> i think was be like ben. tell
3: her tell to tell go home, home. <laughs> i was like i didn't know i could tell her to go home
0: you don't was... necessarily want to be like the tattletale or like the no. like tell on people but it's like we do have a standard so yeah. like if so, like, it realistically, like, it, you said it was me that told you to send her home? It, <laughs> it might have been oh, Ben. It, somebody it, it might have been. It might have been. It me. was whoever yeah.
3: was kind of, like, in charge of the lead drivers, and I had three ride-alongs, and two of them were fine. And then there was this lady, and I was like, you know, I sent a picture to the Slack chat, and somebody was like, tell her to go home. And I was like, well, she's following well, me there. I don't know. I don't
0: I don't know the situations <laughs> usually happen that we send the drivers home, but we have scenarios where, like, restaurants will reach out and be like, hey, like, this person's not taking my food. Like oh, they, for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. like, we'll have restaurants call in and be like, we can't allow her to show up to... This business office and what she's wearing—whether right. obviously it's appropriate outside of this work term, but like mm-hmm. yeah. inside of our little bubble, it's something we don't really accept or try not to. Yeah, that's
3: part of how we started with being so close to the strong guys cause I had to run up an order. I was at Target doing a shipped order. One of you called me and was like, they <laughs> "Old Carolina won't release it. Dude just showed up. Can you go get it? It's going to the hospital." And they were like, "Ever?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." So I ran over and it was Alan, I think, and he was like. Oh. <laughs>
2: I was That's like, wild. thank God you're here. I'm like, yeah. It's, you ever uh, get reports back from the restaurants that we've delivered to
0: about? Um. So it's i would say that like what i always say is it's especially like even like the culture of like nowadays with like social media and everything Mm -hmm. you hear way more and way easier to report all the negative and the bad things than Mm -hmm. any of the good things right so like it's unfortunate yeah yeah it it is unfortunate but it's almost like a scenario where like no news is good news so like if you don't get a call from the restaurant if you don't get an email if you don't have a follow-up about it it's like okay that must have went as it was expected to go right (laughs)
1: yeah it's always a battle too as well to to, to, since
0: that's all you really only hear about the
1: negative to you know to 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 know that oh it actually is being successful if the drivers are doing a great job just all the feedback we get is
0: right mostly it's it's, 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 you almost get tunnel visioned about it too as well because like he said like the only feedback we do get is a lot of times like the negative feedback so like we're doing thousands and thousands of deliveries but you only hear about the ones that go bad or go awry in some capacity so you're like wait are are all our deliveries like going like this? In reality, it feels that way, but like, right. in, like a, in actuality, yeah, say, it's, it's like 1%. Yeah, right. It's minute. literally less than a percent of the deliveries that actually things go bad on. So it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yep. uh, I want to get into uh, our next question. We kind of want to get some insights into you guys as drivers. We already discussed uh, like your shipped, um, Deliver That, DoorDash, and all the other platforms. What as veteran drivers do you guys like look for in a delivery um, as far as like mileage from your home? payouts, gratuities, order costs? Are there specific things you guys are looking for on your end to really uh, make sure these deliveries the are above. worth the time? <laughs>
3: all, all of the above. The biggest one I look for is probably uh, gratuity because uh, especially if it's an order where it's not cater, like it usually doesn't have a
0: ticket. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: It, but uh, the main things other than gratuity are mileage. Um, so I, with the gas prices going up, I try and stay around Strongsville. So I've been taking a lot. Of I live on. Yeah, right. Yeah, so right up. I'm right. right up the road. Right. <laughs> so and like the condados, bippity bops, everything in Strongsville, I'll kind of do. But to go further away, it's I always get mileage and you know part. Um, and like oh, what? also <laughs> an exp- experience
2: you've had at other at the restaurant itself. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 instance, yeah that's a great you know, that's instance, great insight. Been, you know, times that I've delivered yeah. from, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, some places that you up walk in you're supposed to pick up at uh, eleven o'clock and you know, get there ten minutes early, and they haven't started the order yeah. and I've waited yeah. uh, right. I think at one extreme I waited for an hour to yeah, yeah to that you know, up and deliver it and it was a big order and mm-hmm. um yeah, and I ended in when that happens, if we have other deliveries on different platforms, Platform, yeah. run into trouble because and we have to cancel those and so we're making less money.
3: Having to have to wait if yeah. the if the food is I say that's one of the other biggest things is how I can work it around. Of course. If I to deliver that in there, I'll do that. Or if it's like a lot of times, if I can get two together, that's. How
4: yeah.
3: So I used to go out on the other side of town, like. So I know that area too. I don't like to go where I don't know.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure, yeah. For the most part, so like, stay
3: familiar. I've only done a couple orders out of the the old Carolinas here, one here and one in Ridgewood because I just don't know the area. But if it's out there, usually I stay. Yeah,
1: enough money we get any driver anywhere. I'll right,
0: tell you. exactly. <laughs> Seriously. That's true. Yeah, I think both of you have came down to Old Caroline and Everhard right yes. over here in Belden a few yeah. times. If you see like a $50 tip, you're like, why not? I like, did I did like did one 100. out of here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did one out of this one, and then I've gone to Ridgewood a few
0: times. Yeah, the when one we... in Akron, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: yeah. a trip for you. Yeah.
3: It is. Yeah.
2: Me oh, too. Takes, for instance, I mean, for me to get to Stowe and I deliver it out of that and i deliver delivered out of the Ridgewood, Ridgewood isn't bad because it's like, Five minutes mm-hmm. I live closer to seventy seven yeah it's about it's, forty five for so me. It's, you know twenty five minutes down to uh Ridgewood and that whole fairlawn area and about the same amount to get over to beachwood places like that. so I'm flexible to go yeah either way, and the same with Macedonia mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I mean it's I stay a little
3: closer to just something I would do, right an hour away from the school. <laughs> So, but, yeah, I mean, I will go further, especially on the weekends. But I'd say that's what makes me work the best with all the apps together. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: So, Penny. uh, I wanted to ask you this too because you guys were saying you look for gratuity and commission. But I, Penny, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen you out there delivering old Carolinas that don't have tips on them. Before, but and what, what the, drives you to do that? You're just well, out I mean, there doing getting so, doing something, or
2: because I'm just such a. You're just, that's what I mean. I was gonna
1: say I'm you're just a, a trooper. So, I say you're, you're like, oh, i will
2: still take
4: me. it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, all right.
2: No, I mean, well, <laughs> I you know, well, here's the thing about those type of deliveries. You know, in the past six months or seven or eight months, I've mm-hmm. been doing this. I mean, I've really gotten to know a lot of the staff at all the. Uh, Old Carolina localized. barbecues and dealt with some people. Oh, I've had those <laughs> phone calls, and I've turned them around. And actually, you know. she has. She has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll do it to help them out. I mean, mm-hmm. I will get. You know, they have my personal cell phone number, mm-hmm. and if they're in a bind, even though there's no tip, you know, and I'll say, "Can you come?" And I say, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll go down and do it. And it's just because if I treat them with respect, they'll treat me. For and
0: sure, and I think and that's important. Yeah. And what happens that the next time they get a delivery that has a sixty dollars tip on? That yeah, they'll, they'll l- call you they'll and be call. like, "Hey, Penny, we're about to submit this delivery. Yeah. Make sure you get it." Right. I mean, and there you true,
2: go. You know, but and here's the other thing about the no tips is that sometimes, especially during the summer, when there's like big barbecues or whatever and wedding, you know, reading, yeah, little tipping tip in so, cash and right. so I've like walked into a you know situation where the commission was probably eighteen dollars mm-hmm. and left with a hundred dollar bill because That's a they, good day yeah it's a good <laughs> yeah. day and because you know I take the time and, and this is a tip that you can give other drivers is to take the time when you're setting up to make sure that everything is there and that you know you go over everything with the whoever it is that you know did the actual purchase for forception or for this that they're grateful for that instead right. of just like, yep, there's the food. See ya. Bye.
1: Yeah. And that speaks to the point, though, one thing that we've realized over the years is that uh, the the power of pre-authorized gratuity, the tip already being on there, usually provides you a higher quality driver and the process is usually pretty smooth because yeah. a lot of people don't want to rely on not having a gratuity. Do you guys find yourself like just relying on the customer to tip at the drop off that often?
3: No, not really. I mean, no. you know. It, it, during the summer, if it's like, like we did that one wedding together. Yeah. So like. A lot of times, I like it when people we'll have cash tip on delivery. That's always good. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah if they so. let you
4: That's know in the great. instructions. Yeah, yeah.
2: right. Yeah. yeah, we don't know how much, but we don't
3: know how much, and they
1: can tip you based on your performance. Then, if they don't feel comfortable just putting it on there, but at least tell them so they won't right. take it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So no, in the summer I will take ones more that don't have a tip just because there's a better chance if it's like a wedding, yeah. right? Yeah,
4: parties.
3: graduation parties. Yeah. Right. Actually, I know the one that ordered proper. Pick.
1: Yes, I've delivered for that. They don't Have submit you? all that yeah. often, but they're very nice. First of all, nice. those guys are the nicest. Yeah, I
3: mean, like, What's his name? Tommy. And- Tommy. I don't know the actual. name. Tommy's always high. That's why he's no. You <laughs>
2: can't
3: say that. Oh. <laughs>
2: oh my God. Ren hey, <laughs> That's right. Cut. Hey, <laughs> it's
0: just an observation. It's a simple observation. It's not. What is wrong with you? Oh man.
2: I'm red for you. <laughs> oh
0: man. That was great. That's I awesome. love
1: that. Was great.
2: <sighs> I'm just being candid. No. <laughs> Edit yeah, that out. Oh my gosh. It's an
0: observation. Just, well, they I'm,
2: won't ask me.
4: We'll to,
3: let, we'll let Tommy come you. on the podcast. So he yeah, can speak yeah. for himself.
0: Yeah. Then you'll
1: yeah. Tommy will give you your own chance. Actually,
3: right? actually oh Tommy will probably think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would. I've, I didn't observe that with him. But no, Tommy from, yeah, uh, he is very nice. from the proper pigs, always nice. And they their orders seem to almost always have tips. Well, I don't know if sometimes I feel bad because I think, do they think they're tipping? and not us because no, like they'll make $2000 worth of food and then give a $100 tip and it all goes to us but,
1: but they make hourly wages too you know it's an know. argument that you know we have cuz we've ha- we've had issues you know with that before where they, they you know w- they thought it was going to the restaurant or maybe the restaurant thought it was coming to them and uh,
2: or they think that we're being paid by the restaurant and right. that we're getting that tip from the restaurant exactly so, yeah, that's true. and that's happened to me too i mean now are you getting paid by the restaurant mhm sorry
0: no, we can. I mean, I'm I'm okay with getting into that. But yeah, we have contractual agreements. Yeah, mm-hmm. we charge the restaurant a per delivery fee. Half that, I think, like maybe over half that goes to the driver. We keep whatever to increase our revenue, and then it goes from there. And then yeah. all the drivers get 100% of gratuity. Right, and obviously, right. with Easy Cater, you got the tip pool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We never. Which were really happy <laughs> about that. That.
3: It, it's like a double-edged sword. Because it is. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's like, especially around Christmas time. They were running like what 25.
0: Yeah, it got up there. Twenty-eight dollars. So nice like, at that time. Yeah. It's like
3: give me all the easy right, cater orders, right. but then you get into January, and February, and it's like here's seven dollars. So, <laughs> but you got to think as <laughs> we know.
1: scale as a company, if we continue, we can see how the tip pool will scale. So That's maybe true. it will continue to right. scale higher because the, the, the more deliveries, totally the higher the
0: tip pool. And that is true. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, maybe you know because we've always discussed this about whether or not the tip pool is for us that Easy Cater have is for a certain uh, market, or is it like nationally?
1: It's down. national. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's any place in the. Yep, every United single every, and every single all that easy care big pot and
0: then. Yep, every single easy care delivery deliver that takes the gratuities put into a pool, and then you're given one share per easy care delivery you take.
3: So oh. it's not like Ohio has. Grown. Nope. Okay, that's what I always. That
1: wonder. would be, kind of unfair for their metros, I think, but, okay. but forty percent of it goes to my bank account, so. <laughs> no.
3: Well, that's only fair. No yeah. wonder there's
2: a jaguar out in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, there's definitely gosh. not a
0: jaguar in that parking lot. <laughs> oh my gosh that's
3: funny no yeah it's <laughs> you gotta watch but the well it's just some weeks it's high and some it's low
4: yeah
0: yeah so. i think well you're especially like when you started in 2018 like you're saying the tip pool was like 10? 10 bucks it was maybe. always
3: yeah it was around so i started it was christmas so it was a little higher and then i didn't realize so that's the one thing i didn't realize is that it was a pool
1: and
3: mm. and I, they've changed this now and that's Probably for the best because you used it to listed the tip. It used right. to see what the right. tip was. Yeah. And so, oh, that caused us a lot of headaches. Yeah. I bet it did because oh, the one yeah. that was like I think it was in February. So I'd only been here like a month and a half, and I did this order, and then I got it, and it was like seventeen dollars, and I was like, no, the tip was sixty-seven, right. and you guys were like, no, that's the pool, and that's oh. what it all came.
1: Yeah, to. that's that's literally exactly why we I changed. was like, oh, that's when gosh. you as like the person on the phone, like you understand like the reasoning behind doing it, but then you're also like, yeah, but we showed it to them, you know, and it was really yeah. hard for us yeah. at that point. Yeah. When that
3: went away, I was like, that's that's. Probably better. But yeah. then at the same time it's like if it's a home delivery with easy cater, I wish we could know if they did tip yeah. or not. Because right. then I would be like, oh well there's still a chance they're gonna tip get there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if it's like I live in Strongsville so Condado sometimes was delivering parties last year and they cash. Mm-hmm. I was like oh they probably didn't tip anymore. No because it's all season.
4: Yeah.
0: Then then you got the tip pool and the cash. You just right. double dipped. That's yeah. the that's, yeah. that's a good, good thing. <laughs>
3: It is a good thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But before we get off of the subject
1: of the tip pool, just one thing for everybody listening, and maybe for you guys too, one thing that drivers often think because of a tip pool is that we take the gratuities. You know what I mean? Like new drivers, people who have never, you know, a lot of places, No, I don't know if any other company does a tip pool, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So very clear to everybody, we do not take any of the gratuities. 100% of it gets split up for the drivers. And that's right. why it varies every week because it depends how much money goes into it,
3: you know? Right. That's what the pool means. People think that you're taking part of it
1: well we just we, we've been accused by newer drivers right. drivers in general like hey well where you guys are taking it you know i, no,
0: I, I want to work, no, no, work here i want to work
2: no we actually we know that no yeah yeah, yeah I, I, well, think, I don't
0: think you guys think that but just for all the probably be more of like a third-party delivery reputation too right like you've mm-hmm. had like lawsuits yes. with like doordash yeah. and like like exactly. uber eats and that's and like why, there's yeah. always been these like accusations where they're like subsidizing wages based on tips and things like that so like you'll have like he said it's (laughs) it's it's never like i would say once a 10-year driver like they they take like a good amount of deliveries and they see the paycheck with the tip pool they're like Mm -hmm. oh okay this makes sense but like when a new driver like you said you take one delivery you see a seven dollar commission and then you get paid like 21 bucks whatever the minimum tip pool right now i think is like 14 bucks yeah so they're like wait like you advertise a 30 dollar average pay it's like well
3: Oh, that could be true.
0: You know, so then like things get convoluted and then it's like mixed mixed messaging and misunderstanding. It's like and then that's when like the fingers start pointing. It's like, well, <laughs> where'd my tip go? You took my tip. Who has my tip? And it's like, no, you you got exactly what everyone else got. Right.
3: It definitely helps to not see. I think that's, you know, I understood what the word pool meant, but I guess it didn't click with me until it happened that time. Right. Because mm-hmm. It was coming off of Christmas. And then I remember whoever I talked to, they were like, remember in the video? And I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that is pool. that is the
0: other thing too though that like when these people do complain like all of this is said in the onboarding process so like yeah. we yeah. we talk about our policies for cancellation we talk about the tip pool we talk about the dress code or yeah. like the upheld standards if you want to refer to it a little more properly but yeah, so I mean, then like when people try to combat you and combat it, it's like, well, there shouldn't be any surprises, right? No, like, why? Right like, what there. do you like? Where's the where's the misunderstanding? We already told you all. I, I think you guys yeah. are the
3: most transparent. I'll yeah. say that I'd, because yeah, I will. I will agree. Clip with it. That.
0: Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> clip
3: it. They definitely because like a couple of the other platforms that I work for, you had to find out the hard way when the orders dropped. For some reason, that's a secret. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't know that you have to literally be on your phone at six a.m. or you're gonna miss it. Right. And nobody tells you that during, It's not in the videos. It's not right, anywhere. Right. And so. One of the platforms. One, one of them random like, hours. Cause they're saying they're trying the morning. to, they're saying they're trying to <laughs> combat the bots. So they are trying to. Um, the old auto
0: acceptors. The
3: auto yeah. acceptors. Yeah. yeah right. So, but like when I first started with the one, it was like. Yeah. I Penny's got
0: one. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we working. talked about when it was. At one point last year, she was like, how do I get a bot? Do we get both? Do we get that? <laughs>
1: It's
4: i might have some inside.
3: Yeah. yeah that's actually what megan gave yeah. me there's a some inside track a, i did i gave her a, a keychain with a robot on it so like Hold that's a
1: favor, we joke. do not give out bots. but anyway
3: yeah. yes 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 i know you don't so <laughs> yeah so yeah that's definitely you guys are definitely one of the most like transparent like, this 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 and this you don't have to find out for yourself and it's you know the other thing i like about deliver mm-hmm.
2: that is that you know the personal contact between you guys and the drivers yeah, the, that it's local. Any of the and, other apps
3: you're texting or, you're, or you well, don't like, even get a response.
2: Or like, for instance, Point pickup, you, <laughs> you can never talk to a human. Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be in the middle of like, I've got 50 bags <laughs> of groceries here and the person's not answering the door. <laughs> and they're on fire. What do you want me to do? Oh, who cares? <laughs> and they say, well, I don't know. And you have to like discuss this with a bot, bot yeah. actually. And they give you all these set of, uh, is your problem uh, like with this, this or this? No. Is your problem with this or this?
0: No, they're
3: pre-questions. Like,
0: yeah, you can't... yeah, yeah. Well, no, you... they'll call you oh, only if yeah. you're running. It'd late. just be like our Zendesk bot that we're setting up now, basically. Not yeah.
1: Like... Well, no, no, no. So let's be very clear. do get
3: Penny started. No bots our...
0: It's it's like for information. It, it would never oh. be for live support. Oh, okay. our, our live support will never go. Yeah, that's-
1: we'll have somebody on the phones for you guys all the time. But you like you you said Penny before we started the interview. Sometimes it's hard to get a hold because there's so many calls. Right. That's why those companies do that when they have you know thousands of deliveries in a metro. But we want to scale a different direction. So yeah,
2: yeah. well we appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of been like the, the defining like. Thing of deliver that realistically, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes our platform that all that much different than a lot of the platforms. Like you, Definitely. you have someone whether you had a good experience like we talked about earlier, and you just want to talk about it, or you had an absolutely terrible experience. You can literally text someone, give them your feedback. We relay that feedback to the partner immediately, mm-hmm. and it's all hashed out instead of going through all this, you know, yeah. garbage right. just to try and get all that done.
2: So this is something Megan and I have discussed before: is that um, the one I shouldn't say an issue, but one thing that uh wish could be scattered out a little bit because all the jobs will be pick up at ten five mm-hmm. and drop off at the same time. And so that really pretty much limits how many orders we can get, you know, during the day. Sometimes I've been fortunate to be breakfast, like a
0: mm-hmm.
2: right. midday lunch. And maybe a couple of other orders. Yeah, the it'd be afternoon. easier to stack them
0: if they weren't yeah. all at the same. For sure. Yeah, yeah that's a, a concern we hear a lot.
1: Yeah, and I think we're limited too in that um, capacity. I think all companies are limited in that capacity to the point of when does the customer order the food for? Yeah. Right. And how long it is it going to take time. to get there? And yeah, everybody orders lunch, you know, for their <laughs> right, right. businesses and stuff. And you know, you see dinners here and there, like you said, and mm-hmm. you know, breakfasts, but yeah. just the majority of the deliveries are at lunchtime. So I think the real. Um, solution to that is just going to be um more volume so then you have you have more doubles more triples more back-to-back deliveries things like
2: that right you know which would help a lot
0: yeah Yeah. or just finding the volume like you guys just said on the off hours getting more breakfast volume getting more Mm -hmm. delivery volume like we said like someone who operates on uber eats or doordash you can probably wake up at 7 a.m and work till 3 p.m just on that platform On the deliver that platform it's way harder to get that consistency from an all-day work frame yeah, I so think that's I'm that's sure. something we talk about a lot here. We try to we're trying to source heavier volume at breakfast, heavier volume at dinner, so that you so people can join the platform and it is you a can be just be a deliver oh, that yeah, driver and you don't have to worry about anything else.
2: Yeah, and you know we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just you know, crazy. I think one day I you know looking at it and I'm like you had same, I think it was during the holidays, but you know all the same day you know, orders that came in mm-hmm. and they were all like you know. 18 of them, all at the exact same
3: time. Sometimes I wish, like, it would let you guys be able to all work together. Because by the Soon time enough. I've tossed them yeah. out, enough, oh, there's... I'm not going to go to Fairview Park. But then three i will come in that would have worked. And I'm like, oh, I
0: would have. Yeah, that. but you didn't know they were going to come in. Yes, right. right so right. I don't know. Oh, that yeah.
3: might be something to look into in the future. Like, hold them and release them. You know, and so in you blocks. can bundle them yourself. Because, like, For a lot sure. of companies are doing bundles. Like, shipped all get yep. people who live within a few streets of each other bundled. So I would be, I would be able to do that easier. Like, oh, here's two bundles that work together, and then you
0: have four. Yeah, orders. and then you just know the trip you're making is worth <laughs> your worth time. it. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. So I won't
3: turn on the other
1: apps. Yeah. And all I'll say is, can't disclose too much, but we're heading in a good direction.
0: Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. That's so, good to yeah, hear. There's, there's some, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. some things in the work that should hopefully alleviate a lot of the issues we're touching.
2: That's that's on. En- good. That's encouraging. That is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're young, you know.
2: We're right. Young. I know we're, we're kind
0: of like you know adolescent you know maybe I mean, technically it's so uh, six six years old right now as a company so yeah. i mean okay we're toddlers yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we yeah we just got out of, Yeah, we're yeah. four years off the terrible twos so, yeah I mean, terrible. right Those there we go t- <laughs> that's uh, i want to i want to jump back a little bit too i know megan you touched on uh deliveries like having the wait times and not being able to get back home to your family and your kids and things like that and what uh, what does the gig economy help for you guys to like alleviate some of the nine to five like work life balance that you would have to juggle like at your old job or penny at your old job yeah. when you have to be in an office from oh, eight a.m. Yeah. to yeah. four p.m. and now you can basically wake up if you don't have a job you say hey let me turn on the app let me see if I can make a quick mm-hmm. 7500 bucks if I can I can if I can't I'll literally, go about my day yeah. so like that's, is there... yeah that's
3: exactly why we do this that's literally what I do like it's it's so funny. And I know, like, you guys have only been around six in the other But I think back, like, my only regret is not doing it way sooner. <laughs> right. I used to yeah. sit at my desk at, like, progressive or call centers eight hours a day. And then for a long time, I did four tens just so I could have days off. And I would just sit there and stare at the pictures of my family. Like, wonder what they're doing right now mm-hmm. while yeah. I'm stuck here. Yeah, it gives you a lot more freedom and yes. flexibility. Yes, it's it amazing.
2: Am- when...
3: Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. And that was the main goal for me it was like I left after I left progressive when I was just starting with you guys I was also working in a mail room I'm like okay I can't be on the phone anymore but I can open the mail how hard is that so at that point we were going into the summer and my kids were still young enough where I would need a sitter and so I told my husband we're gonna pay her half of what I make if I stay at this mail and leave yeah. and that was like the biggest decision probably ever because I was like right then I only had you guys and then I had just started and I had just found Shipped and like maybe 2 3 months into it i was like oh, i more than i ever did and right. you factor in the point that my babysitter had you know went part time so it was just like crazy yeah, the m- like amount money. of money was crazy yeah, yeah.
2: well <laughs> so, yeah so i mean
3: but that was during the heyday of the- no no this was oh, in this the was summer of 2019 oh, so i left okay. the mail room and i had had them and and even even though you guys were just you know newer then there were still enough orders where i could work all morning i would be like guys and then i would shipped and it Worked. I was making, so I was at the mail room, I was making like $800 every two weeks, and then I was suddenly making like 700
0: and so mm, that was crazy. for sure.
3: Right, and then, yeah, so that was, so flexibility and money are definitely the main factors for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, you have any, anything to elaborate on there, Penny?
3: Oh, as far as what,
2: the flexibility of the schedule?
0: Yeah, well, like, what, does does it alleviate any other issues, like, that, that Megan didn't touch on, anything? Obviously, you it's said you're like, re- kind of retired previously, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean,
2: no, it's just, you know, it's, like you said, it, it's just the pure you know, flexibility of it. Now, if I know I have something coming up, um, I can plan around that and just,
1: like, not. Like because, your birthday yeah. week.
2: Yes, like my birthday yeah. week. Your birthday yeah, birthday week. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> birthday week. It was he, big. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forgive you, but yeah. Yeah, i never forgive <laughs> oh, for that.
1: For yeah, for not working all week. Uh, for
2: that Macedonia job.
1: No, 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 just for not working all week.
2: <laughs> for that whole
3: week. That's yeah, but the- you remember
2: the Macedonia job? The one I woke up and they called me and said. Oh
3: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Can you get up? I said in bed. That that's like <laughs> the biggest like to not have a boss is like yeah, amazing yeah, to not exactly. be like hey I need this week off hey I need to be out right. an hour early it's like and they'll <laughs> say no just you do what can't I want. do it yeah, because just make somebody their own else has asked for it to be off so. right like you know all these people who like you know work for themselves and come you know I've known people like that all my life and. Be great, and now it's like, oh, that's me now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, I just that's work what I want. Yeah, that's amazing. what we encourage
1: people to do. Is just kind of think of it like their own business. You know, we just want to be. A, I, we just yeah. want to be a resource. That's all. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you you run the show when you're out there in the field. That it's you. Yep. Just do a good job. We don't want to look bad, but you right. run it. You know right. what I mean? And that's
3: exactly how I look at it. Like this is. I'm...
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know, just as a tip for beginning drivers or people getting started, I think it's you know, getting back to the customer service part. You know, as far as an image that we create is that if you go the extra mile for some of these people, they will really appreciate it. You know, as far as like your delivery to go, I mean, in terms right. of like, um, well, um, they forgot this at the store. Well, I can run back and get it for you. Right. You know, and you know, like times at uh, barbecue. Like that. If from if it's a stores, barbecue order. Yeah. From a barbecue like order. <laughs> <laughs> and, I know. That's always right, very hello. odd. Yeah. And it's one of those things Plastic. that, you know, if it's close <laughs> enough and I don't have something else that I know that I have to get to real soon, I will do that. Yeah. You know, and they say, wow, nobody else would do that for us. The yeah, difference. That's the that's difference. I will say, yeah.
3: Right. <laughs>
1: I think that's what we hear the most is missing utensils, sauces. Um Yeah, utensils, for sure. But mud mo- plates, more than anything we hear now ever since the pandemic is just restaurant delays are just you know way more than they used to be just because it's staffing. I well, don't every, know what it is. I
2: think every right. restaurant that we deliver out of has short staff. Yeah. short staff. I mean, the Ridgewood, Old Carolina barbecue is only running Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. They can't yeah. get anybody to work. That's
0: yeah. very I unfortunate. Do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I do, yeah, it's terrible, but I don't know if there's an easy solution to that. Right, it's,
3: yeah. It. it's everywhere. It's kind of another...
4: Yeah,
1: it's hmm. a good point. Well, to kind of like wrap things up here, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, you, uh, you know, Penny, you've taken so many deliveries in such a short amount of time, and you know, uh, Megan, you're a very tenured driver now. Do you guys have any tips and tricks for the? Um, You know, other newer drivers out there, any drivers who are looking for some because you both have taken very large orders by yourselves, too. And I don't think all the drivers are confident to do those things. You know, do you have any tips and tricks on how you do that or how you deliver in general?
2: I mean, as far as taking a large order in particular, how do we figure that out? Yeah, like
1: you've taken huge orders just by yourself.
2: I have. I mean, and, you know, Megan got in my car today and said, I don't know how you fit all these in here. Because I have a... Roof rack. I have a... Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I have a hatchback, and, you know, fortunately, it really does have a lot of two-big feet. I look yeah. yeah. back,
3: <laughs> and I'm like, where are you yeah. fitting, like, a $2,000 order in here?" But taken, she does it. I've taken $5,000 orders said, in there. She that. just
2: brings a
1: trailer.
4: She
3: brings... You know, the one thing she taught me was, um, and she gave me one, she used a wagon. Yeah. So before, yeah. I was, like, taking hey, you know, yeah. all these trips and all these bags, and so that's that's been a game changer. <laughs> Are you oh, using it? I a, am when it's a big order. That's a consistent
1: order. tip, honestly.
0: Yeah, has got to be something true. we hear pretty consistently. It's got to be true. Yeah. yeah. When
3: you're taking like large orders, definitely, well, especially
2: yeah. old Carolina barbecue when you've got like five. Because the pans are so heavy, and they, yeah, yeah, you know, and those things have to weigh because they're like full pans, like beef and yeah, you know, or They weigh like twenty pounds of beef. So yeah. You mm-hmm. know they're they put two
3: in and that's like forty pounds.
2: If you have to lug
1: around. That's yeah. why Penny's sitting in the gym. She's so got to go lift that's those. That's right. Yeah, Penny's
3: always at the gym. I'm always at the gym. Uh-huh. No, I I would say the wagon is a big help. Um, you know the biggest thing is when you're first starting out, definitely don't take a large order and then a small one too. Take two orders together. Oh, that's good point. So big. Yeah. And, um, you just,
2: and especially if you're also if you're, you know, I've I've had a couple of times where I've done triples at the same time because they're all small orders and coming out of the same um, you know like BJ's or something. Yeah. Like how do that. you keep them separated? Yeah. Well, I mean, I make it a point of like, okay, you know this is this one and like bring a sharpie and like mark it in red that this goes here mm-hmm. this goes there and this goes i myself. just separate them like i do like front seat right.
0: right yeah that's what i always did too yeah. that's when in the night when the they get mixed, mixed up, up yeah is oh, yeah. such a nightmare it is
2: a nightmare yeah i mean yeah. it's i've i've never done i've done that with ship before
3: but i've never done that with you yeah. guys absolutely yeah. Yeah. i've mixed up a ship
1: you brought some of the wrong groceries oh yeah
3: so just so, so the height of the pandemic like when i met her i was doing six seven, eight of it. I posted notes. So, there was no ratings, there were no time limits. When people were late, they were just like, God, I don't have to go into the store we're all right. Floating around. So, <laughs> I would bring people one one or two times I'd mix it up and they'd be like, I didn't order this. And then I'd look back and I would run back and switch it around. So, <laughs> I I, if I at least you
1: fixed it,
3: right? Yeah, and oh, nobody yeah. was mad. It was like yeah. little stuff. Yeah, but well, I guess, I mean, I guess
2: the biggest tip I could give to anybody that's getting into this is that you need to treat. Restaurants and you need to be people that you're delivering like you would want to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I would expect that if I'm paying money to, you know, to, you know do, doing a catering order for um, friends and things like that, mm-hmm. that I would want them to be in the best possible shape and I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. And if somebody just comes in and kind of like, I and mean, I'm saying I'm not saying that anybody in our business does that, mm-hmm. but I've seen people who are just kind of lackadaisical about it and they just, Here's your stuff. Here's your yeah. stuff, you know, whatever. <laughs> you need to be enthusiastic and be friendly. Right to the people, you know? I mean, yeah. I remember I, there was a an order I did over the summer. I told you about the woman that was the 89th birthday party for her mom. Yes. Yeah. It was outside. Yeah. And you know, I make it a point of like finding out who the birthday girl is or who the yeah. graduate mm. is and like go over and like, you know, Congratulate them. Yes, you know.
3: she's the poster child for above and beyond. Hey, we love it. We love I'm it. I'm like, we we'll have I to do. Up?
0: uh <laughs> We'll have to do some in the field once summer comes. We'll, we're trying to do some more marketing on our. End. So we'll do some in the field. Maybe we'll join you on. Yeah, I mean, you
2: know, and I've done it's things like you know, pick up if I you know for that particular lady, maybe she brought her a I balloon, bought something. her a balloon. happy birthday balloon. Oh
1: and, my! You know, wow. gave, right?
2: gave it to her. That was that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the. And, you know, if you guys want to
1: get a gratuity. Right. Take yeah. Note.
2: No, yeah, well, that kind of helps too because that was one of the orders that had no tip. And it, when I was leaving, the uh, daughter of the birthday girl said, yeah, wait, you know wait a minute, come here. Can be an envelope." You know, I, and I was when I was driving away, opened it. It's like a hundred dollar bill. So right, I, I one
3: dollar balloon turned into a hundred
0: dollar <laughs> yeah. tip. And that's, I mean, that's like, like a ninety nine dollar ROI right, right, right let there. Let me let me wow. put it this way. I
2: don't do that for that particular. You know, to, to initiate a tip, I do it because I would want people.
3: And that's just the way I am. But she does this for everybody. She showed up at my house Christmas morning with donuts. She, I'm telling you it was raining and she comes running up to the door and my kids are all like Penny's here like they just know.
1: My like, expectations she, are so high right now Penny.
3: I mean if we if you I, know. I she lived out here she would probably be in here all the time with like oh here's donuts. We
0: we guys. did just have a driver send us Lou Malnati's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, well that's kind of oh, cool. Yeah, that that's was that was cool. very nice. Well you
2: sent one of them I donuts, did. I sent donuts to you all you guys. Oh first yeah, first yeah that's the peace love and donuts I think. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. look like they were
3: supposed to. Yeah. Those were good. That's a good I was those excited. are for me. Those I was excited when you guys got them because you guys got their contract right when they opened it up in Strongsville and I was like, Oh, good. So I've yeah, done a few of
0: those think. Yeah. I do want to say too, and everything we just touched on, it, is really I know we talk about how this is like running your own business and everything like that, but the, the reality of the situation is too like the things Penny is saying is that reflection of your interaction with those customers. They're probably like 90% of the time, they're not saying, like Wow, I had a great deliver that experience. They're saying, Wow, I had a great old Carolina experience. Mm-hmm. I had a great BB Bop experience. Right. I had a great Condado right. experience. How do
3: we change that so they know it's us? It's it's a very, <laughs> very question. Yeah. I am bringing the bag. I'm going to get one of your shirts. So I, can, I want the one that says coming in hot. Because yeah. I think no, that's the funniest thing. There's a the guy. Who's yeah, yeah. Did <laughs> well, you come up with that's, that. That's the no. quiet
0: room. The quiet room we were talking about earlier. Really, he's got the key.
3: I, w- I want one of those Would and you, I will wear that every time. I do a delivery. Yeah. I mean, I've never been in there. you in the quiet, room?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yep. Never been quiet.
0: Well, I right.
2: kind of thought when I saw that that that's where they put bad people for a time out. I progressively <laughs> had a room you could never. Well, I've never I been in that's there. <laughs> that's why you've never been yeah. in there. That's right.
0: All right. All right. All right. Well, I think we need to wrap it up here a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. I i don't have much else to say anyway. I think we had a very candid conversation. Didn't even really go off the questions for the most part, which is kind of how I like the conversations going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way more authentic, yeah. way easier to listen to. So yeah, well, uh, we're,
3: we're Megan and I are a team. We call us so whenever we go on delivery together. We'll be like, "Hi, we're the dream team." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we'll, uh, Megan we'll, and we'll, Penny. We'll
0: title the uh, the podcast "Delivering More Episode Whatever" with the dream team. With, <laughs> the, the, dream with team. the with the with well, the neo dream team. Yes, <laughs> let's, let's do it. it. That's last, a good idea. The last
2: time I delivered for um, Old Carolina Barbecue last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, the manager there, Jason. who I've come to be? Yeah, fond Jason. Of, I know Jason. I've become. Uh, yeah, I'm very fond of him. Even. though started out pretty, a little rough. I,
0: remember. I know she's great. No, but, she started him uh, up.
2: Yeah. So I, wa- so I walked in and he, he said, ah, there it is. The queen of drivers. <laughs> and that makes, I mean, that, that makes you feel. Good. Oh yeah. Right. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. He, uh, he just understands. I would he say he's not
1: wrong, but Megan's sitting right there and I don't want to, was yeah. oh, any well, tension no, no, between no. you guys? We're not
3: close, but yeah. now that he's now that she's friends with him, maybe I'll maybe we'll be okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. But can you have two queens? I don't know. No, no I'm no, the no.
3: I'm the president. She's the president fun. of fun. <laughs> I'm known in other circles as the president of fun. Okay. So that president she can
0: of be fun, the... we need a we need a, a, a events coordinator here too. Because oh, Dan Hoffman I mean... is not the greatest. Oh ever. yeah, he has a
3: little extra. cash. That's the, that's my thing. I, I do anytime anybody wants to know where to take their kids or what fun event is happening, I'll get a text like, "What do I do for these ages and at what she knows time?" Everything. And I'm like, "Okay, here we go." So. Wow. amazing.
0: All right. Well, All right. Penny, Megan, we appreciate it. again. It's the first in person guest interview. So this is this is the first time we've actually even like set up the set mm-hmm. to oh, have an awesome. in person event. Um so I mean, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully oh, yeah. our viewers I mean, you will have a Thank great time Thank you for right?
3: having us. We're yeah. so excited to come down. I didn't realize you weren't doing these in person. I Like I watched a few, but I didn't realize you weren't all sitting
0: around. Yeah. No, you guys are, we are meet the team episodes are obviously because it's the employees are obviously in office, but you guys are our first in person other than John and Aaron, which was like our very first episode. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. guys are our first in office interview. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) If you're not first, you're last. (laughs) That's
0: right.
3: Thank you for having us. Of course. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. It's been great. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you guys so much. That was fun. That was that was great, dude. Yeah. I uh I, I didn't necessarily mean it at the time when I said that this was gonna be like our our favorite interview because it was in person, but like after the conversation, it was that's gonna be tough to beat. It was I felt like the the camaraderie was like top notch. Like we yeah. were just kind of rolling off each other. It was it was good.
1: Yeah, it was it, and the, it was awesome that they were super comfortable. I thought we got into some seriously like personalized conversations and. Hopefully the drivers know that we can relate to them like that as well that are out there listening.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we, and we touched on, we touched on a lot of things like deliver that related to that have maybe been discussed like in, in light, but yeah. like we really got into like the tip pool, like, you know, other things to do with delivery um, and all that stuff. So. Some of the
1: most hard, I want to say hard hitting questions, but most frequent questions we get from drivers. There it is. Explained. Yeah. In for detail. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a great one. If you are a driver on any platform specifically the the deliver that platform, that would be almost like a must watch. We might have to label that. must watch those, Yep. was good stuff. Any dream team. Yeah. Any O dream team. But, uh, aside from that, we, uh, we're going to close out the episode here with another meet the team episode. And this is an, another good one. This is another, um, a, a big cog in the machine I'll, I'll say, I guess is what we can call him. Um, a big cog in the machine i think that's the right word um but yeah and it's it, he's a, <laughs> he yes. he's, a, he's, a, he's an og uh he's i think he's employee number five i think i was six. so we did my meet the team will be airing before this one and we're one out of order so christian was actually hired or well let me introduce him vice president of operations christian hilty thank you so much for coming. For me, do a little sound effect yeah uh, we we love having you here thank you for making the time obviously we had to do some rescheduling to squeeze you in here so thank you so much for for finally making it happen um but like i said christian was hired in june of 2018 um 2018 was a big year for deliver that we had darian jim christian myself and mitch um a five hire year the only other year so far that has had more than that is was 2021 we had six new hires in 2021 so uh, 2018, a 2018 a major major year but I wanna start from the beginning, like all conversations we mm-hmm. have on the Meet the Team. And Christian, you have probably one of the more interesting like beginnings with deliver that. And I'll let you touch on it, but to put it in context, you're at Ohio State University, I believe. You're still a student and and we can go from there. Do you wanna give us a rundown of what happened?
5: Yeah, for sure. First, thanks for having me, you guys. I'm excited to kind of talk about my story a little bit and have my first time on the podcast. Absolutely. what you guys have done so far, so glad to be here. Um, First, I guess, like you mentioned, I'm I'm a student at Ohio State. It's my senior year, but my fall semester, I guess. Um, And I was doing every hustle I could think of. I was a caddy. I had an internship. I was doing Postmates, Uber Eats, all the food delivery gigs that I could. Um, And there was a gentleman named Travis, I believe, who was running— Columbus for deliver that
0: at the time Yeah, we were still in like territories yeah
5: we still had territory managers so he was running Columbus maybe another area of uh Ohio with Dan but at the time we're in you know four or five markets Columbus being I think the newest one um and he we just happened to run into each other at the golf course I was working at and he was talking to me about my caddy hustle that kind of stuff I start talking about Postmates he's like dude if you if you're doing food delivery and you like that you have to check out deliver that Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. Never knew anything about it. So I got scheduled on a ride along. I saw a couple episodes. You guys have talked about our previous ride along process. Um, But I got scheduled on a ride along thinking that I'm going to meet Travis at this uh, Qdoba location really close to my house. So I showed up. I thought I was going to be on a ride along with a couple of drivers and Travis. And out of nowhere, it's this guy that I've never met before. Come to find out this is Aaron Hoffman, founder and CEO of Deliver That. So it was a really cool experience to obviously do your ride you along with, with no. someone who founded the company, uh, but even bigger, I had no idea until probably all the way through, we did two deliveries together, and I think it was after our first delivery, <coughs> I finally asked him, how long have you been driving for these guys? Because it sounds like a really recent concept. Travis didn't even tell me there was another like Travis. training driver in the market. You know, how long have you been doing this and driving for these guys? And he was like, oh, I actually founded it in, in college, and you guys have obviously told that backstory, but... Immediately, my wheels start turning, and I'm asking him all the questions that I can. How are you going to expand this to other markets? How'd you get to the markets you're in right now? Who are you delivering for? All these penetrating questions. I'm sure he didn't want to talk to some, you know, random college kid about. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was gracious with his time, answered all my questions. We exchanged contact information, and and stayed in touch up until the day I graduated. Um, and that that's where it really the rubber met the road. He reached right. out to me. Asked me to go out west for those guys but it was all it was all from that one ride along i stuck around i did some like monitoring of our logistics software we had at the time tried to onboard some new drivers and uh yeah when i graduated i got the call maybe a week and a half after i graduated and headed out west
0: yeah that's i you didn't know that story so travis was aaron huh
5: travis was aaron to me yeah
0: (laughs) wow what a crazy yeah Yeah, i knew that story but i I was i'm really excited for people to hear it because it's it's just wild that your first interaction with the, well, second technically with the company yep. was with Aaron and he didn't even know. Didn't Similar no to idea. like what, like what T- uh, Terry's story, she went on a ride along with John yep. and had absolutely no idea that he was like John, the CEO and founder. So it's just, it's just very funny beginning stories where you think like that'd be something you tell someone and they just have, but they actually have no
5: idea. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely didn't lead off with, Hey, I founded this thing. He, <laughs> he waited for me to figure that part out.
0: That's so cool. Man, I, uh, you, you kind of you led into our, our next segue very, very easily here and alluding to you moving out west. So mm-hmm. we'll jump ahead. I think, you know, like you said, maybe a couple months later, a year down the line or something like that. Now you're out in Phoenix. Um, you're living off like, a, I believe, like a stipend, maybe like a couple hundred bucks a, a week or a month or something along those lines, something very minuscule or minimal in a, in total amount. But what are your thoughts? What are your processes? What are you doing out there? And, and what's your overview of Deliver That at that point? Because I think, you know, at that point in time, you're not, it was like almost on a, on a whim, I believe that you did this and kind of made the move. So what what was your line of thinking there? And what's what's going on in your head with Deliver That at that time?
5: Yeah, the, the crazy thing is that I went out there with, the, we'll get to it, but the people ended up really keeping me on board and keeping me engaged with our, our platform and our, our business here. But what, what got me out to Phoenix was just understanding this is a great business model. Um, they've clearly got some great partners that have helped them scale to a couple of cities right now. We have keys to go out west. So my mindset was how can we do this as quickly as possible? How can we scale as fast as possible? Because I, I know the idea is sound. I know the business model is going to work. I can tell that this industry is rising. All of those things are my thoughts heading out there. Uh, but once you get out there, it's an interesting experience working in a in a startup environment, working remote. I think it's obviously a big change for everyone that's working remote in any context. But for me, I went out there really only knowing John and knowing Aaron. And when I say knowing them, text conversations, <laughs> yeah, three to four phone calls. Loosely. So my knowing Aaron and John was very minimal at the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, working out there remote, I was I was really encouraged by the business model, and I was more so just curious how are we going to scale this into a, into an actual company into something that's viable offers drivers opportunities all across the country but like ben alluded to how am i going to scale this company with these guys to a point where i can make a salary or you know i can make an hourly wage um, cuz at the time it, like you said it was just a weekly stipend 100 150 bucks somewhere in that range and then a lot of deliveries a yeah, lot of yeah, deliveries out to there
0: to make something of income I actually this this question wasn't something written down because it, it just like popped in my head as, as as we were talking about it uh working remotely there can be some some miscommunications that happen yep. uh, some things that go haywire do you recall the uh the night or the morning i should say that you thought you you broke or like you you didn't cancel the deliveries do you yeah. remember what i'm talking about can oh, yeah. you speak to that a little bit what happened and what kind of mis- miscommunications went on
5: yeah now we're getting into like the uh the retention piece and when i started to realize that the people we were working with were so special um but i had a i had a situation where i started doing all the night dispatching because logistically that makes sense for your phoenix person right. to just get slotted in as the the nighttime dispatcher so i'm doing that and it's it's maybe my second day ever doing this um and in your guys episode with dan you talked about it but he was a territory manager at the time for several markets in ohio so he reaches out to me and lets me know I need to cancel eight deliveries in Columbus, Ohio. And at the time, maybe we're pushing 50 to 80 deliveries a day, right? Pretty modest. So we're talking about canceling almost 10% of what we have on the books for the following day. I go through and, and, and cancel these eight deliveries with no understanding of how the technology works or how things are passed from point A to point B, how everything works through the progression. So I cancel these jobs and not thinking that I need to tell anyone. I don't need to tell our partner. I yeah, don't need to reach out to the restaurant. Just clear them out of the system. Just get them out of there. Yeah. I just canceled them out of our logistics <laughs> software. And the next day I wake up at you know 8 o'clock my time, and the East Coast is three hours ahead. Yeah, right and I just lunchtime. see so many messages about, we missed another one, we missed another one. And our partners are reaching out, where are these drivers? And we're letting them know, we don't see these deliveries. What are you talking about? Um, and as soon as I wake up, first thing I do is take ownership. Guys, this was me. I canceled these deliveries last night. Like, let me know what a mess I created and anything I can do to help. I'm so sorry. Aaron called me within two minutes of me posting that message and said, everything's fine. It's new. It's new to you. It's new to us. For having you worked at nighttime, don't worry about it. We'll get through these. This is just, uh, just some growing pains. And in my mind, I was like 10% of our revenue. I just flushed it down the drain. How many refunds is this going to result in? How many bad experiences for customers? And it was just, yeah, it was just a scaling issue and just a manpower problem on my side.
1: So you're you're in Phoenix, and you know, like you said, you're 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 not extremely familiar with you know the people you're working with yet, and uh, you know you're kind of out there on your own. What what keeps you uh, invested? What keeps you driven to you know make the company be successful?
5: Yeah, I think there were two things going through my head. The first we already touched on is how can we scale this very very quickly, right? Where Another company's not going to come along and replicate us. One of the industry giants not going to hop in and immediately start working on what we're doing. So that kind of led to the 16, 20 hour work days where it's just like, how can we make this perfect as quickly as possible? But the other thing is just the the leadership that our team was bringing to the table. At the time, my point of contact was really closely tied with Darien. Um, so in my mind, I'm just treating this like my own business. And step one was how do I get as many drivers as possible in the mm-hmm. cities that I'm managing, and then, once that was taken care of, and I could trust the drivers that were now training the new drivers there, it was okay, how do we generate more business? Because my role was really territory management. So it was like, how do I drive the revenue now in these markets that I'm watching? So naturally, I go to the, the salesman, the negotiator himself, Darian Terrell, um, and he was my point of contact. And he was just, he always brought a level headedness to the situation and always outlined what he saw as the next steps for me to keep growing with our company. And when you have someone hands-on like that, I guess, leading you and keeping you connected to the home front, that's what it ultimately took for success, not only being a remote employee, but just navigating being in a startup. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's his first time in a startup, my first time in a startup. But if you don't have someone that you know has your back, has your your best interest in your career in mind, it's hard to really latch on to a company and feel confident because no matter how much time or work I put in, no matter how successful the company was being, if I didn't have him as a point of contact during that, it would have been much rougher times. But just having him as a sounding board, having him report what's going on back at headquarters and getting my feedback from, you know, kind of a bird's eye view working remote, that made the difference for me. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, I mean that that that's a fact too. Having having somebody have your back makes you more. Yeah. Better.
5: Yep. That's a fact. And I think all of us here are in in some capacity we're attached to the higher vision that is deliver that and what we can do for drivers and contractors across the country. But I do think that every person here is is pretty closely bonded with one to 10 other individuals in this building that you feel accountable to and they feel accountable to you. And that that's like the perfect formula. How do we all aim for something bigger but also hold each other?
1: And, you know, that, I ha- have to ask this question. Um, that the, the one question I wanted to ask you on here was, you know, for me coming in here, you, you know, you came back from Phoenix. You, lo and behold, you show up one day. And, yeah. and you, I don't even know, but, you're, you know, you were my boss. Yeah. But throughout the years now of working with you, you know, you've been a great leader and have guided me in you know, the right direction. And I think a lot of us out here feel that way about you. But really, the question I have for you is for anybody listening, maybe, what do you have to say about leadership? Like, what, you, know, you do a great job at that. And um, how can pe- people be better leaders and help mentor and guide the people, if you want to say under them, you know, into success like you have for us?
5: Yeah, I think, I think for me, it, it comes back to the quote and just taking the fundamentals away from quote that readers are leaders or leaders are readers because um, for me the the real baseline principle to that is leaders are constantly learning and a lot of I guess what has peaked through as leadership from me or leadership from Darian, Aaron, even you guys has come because we're willing to share the things that we're learning and we're willing to immediately take action on them. So I, there's been so many times where tangibly I've listened to an audiobook one day and the next day executed on the principles in the book or listened to the book and I didn't have a situation to execute on, but maybe one of you guys did. Mm-hmm. So then just sharing that information. So for me, and I, I feel like as a, as a concept for any leader, it's if as soon as you stop learning new things, as soon as you're kind of set in your leadership style or set in your ways, it limits the impact you can have on people. It limits the, the diversity of your tool set and limits the diversity of just how you approach situations with people. So I think if you're always learning and you're willing and ready to share those principles and concepts that you're learning with other people so that you're retaining it and they're growing with you. I think that makes you as much teammates as, you know, boss, coworker, whatever the title could be on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the only other factor to it is just really caring about the people that you're working with and caring about the people that you're getting to know them on a personal level. What makes them tick? What are their ultimate goals? Because you can know everything about leadership. If you don't know the person that you're trying to lead, you you don't have an, an avenue to go down. You know those would be the two
0: and i'm 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 a caveat off that. I know like you just said, you're a reader, you're always learning favorite leadership book yeah I'm on that audible account. i see I see you're swiping through them all day every yeah. day what give me if you can't give me one, give me three top three
5: top three I would do dichotomy of leadership um I would do good to great, and my last one is ego free leadership those those would be the three. Um, I think the dichotomy of leadership is one that I would immediately recommend to everyone on a, a personal level, learning how to take ownership for things, but also learn when and how to hold other people accountable. And then I, th- I think that ego-free leadership does wonders for people who have high skill level and are working on their other stuff about them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're working on the other things to make you a leader that aren't skill-based, that'll teach you how to have the right mind frame going into conversations. And then good to great is a great organizational book so if you're trying to be an, an organizational leader or you're trying to get a team rallied around something good to great is a good one to read as a company
0: Those great a recommendations, recommendations. Yeah, yeah great great good stuff good stuff and t alluded to it here so we're gonna we're skipping forward a few years he kind of mentioned you moved from phoenix you came back in the office i think it was end of 2020 is that about the right timeline so yeah, yeah he kinda, early 2020 yep right so he referenced it a little bit. And we're gonna kind of just move forward in the questioning since we had that little combo there about the leadership, but now your role within the company, vice president of operations. A lot of the conversations I have with you personally, or I think you know the back room conversations you're having with Aaron, with John, with Darian, uh, who just sat down over here. I'm hearing a lot of verbiage like uh, APIs and web hooks and, and so we're, we're getting into a lot in a, in a tech world in, in and you're not really doing a whole lot of coding, but I'm sure you're, you're doing some courses yeah. on it in the background. Um, what can tech do to scale, deliver that into the future or what ideals do you have that are really going to, uh, I can't really think of the right word to mm-hmm. promote or push us, just push the boundaries of where we are right now.
5: Yeah. I think, I think tech is going to, ultimately be the catalyst for us and a lot of other companies scale to where we want to go and where other companies need to go right now. And it's a difficult landscape because it's, it's tough to find good talent with architects, with software developers, with, with people who do coding on a daily basis. So it's an interesting time in the, in the industry as a whole. Um, but for, for us, for logistic companies like us, I think it, it all comes down to A, introducing technology that helps your operation day to day right? How do you streamline tasks so that we can scale from 500 drivers on the road every single day to 1,200 drivers on the road, 2,400 drivers on the road? How can we, as Deliver That, maintain our customer service standards while also scaling a massive fleet of drivers um, and not having to constantly have turnover or hire thousands of CSRs and agents on the floor, right? Um, So with that, just comes the cleaning up of processes that used to be manual, and we right. still want to execute the same call volume. We still want to have that same level of service to our drivers, but make sure that for our agents, it's easier, right? So the name of the game for us isn't outsourcing to a massive call center where we can have access to hundreds or thousands of agents. It's making sure we maintain our fundamentals and our core values towards the drivers while also streamlining our, our daily processes. The only other thing I can touch to you, I guess, for our business, Um, is that we want to clean up our processes to make sure we're supporting the drivers better and making our agents lives easier so that the entire process for everyone is easier and a better experience but we also want to do things that are driver centric so by that i mean helping the drivers optimize their routes without them having to do so much of the optimization the mapping on their own customizing the offers that they're getting you know automatically adding deliveries to their routes if it's going to make them great pay and it's going to make sense logistically um, so we're very focused on on the routing portion of things and the logistics overall when it comes to tech, um, as well as just, you know, the day-to-day tasks and, and kind of the cleanup. Because the cool thing about our team is we, we're constantly learning new skills in the tech space. We're constantly adding to our tech team, so to speak. Um, so it's like the things that we've always wanted to do for the drivers, for our agents, for us, you know, they're now things that are finally opened up to us. You know, our our skills have gotten there. Our team has scaled so it's how can we do these things we've always wanted to do to make the driver experience that much better and that much easier on the app. We're now finally coming into the era of Deliver That where we can really deliver. Oh,
0: yeah. Big years. A lot of <laughs> Very excited. Auto- automation. Automation. Would be the key word I'd right. throw in
5: there. Driver and automation nation. We'll go with both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's what makes it a better driver nation is automation. That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark I'm, Twain. I'm
5: excited.
4: <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: Oh man! All, all right. right, yeah. let all right. Let's wrap it up. I, I don't. Jim's yelling at us over here. We gotta yeah, I mean, wrap it up. You have, I mean, you, like you said, I, I know you've been giddy to get on the podcast and have a, a sit down conversation here. Do you have any anything you'd like to touch on? Let the people hear about the podcast process. Anything you want to ask the hosts? Anything of that nature?
5: Who's what? been your favorite guest so far?
0: Oh boy, uh, Christian, tough one for sure. off the yeah. bat. Nailed it! <sighs> Nailed it, T. Yeah, I mean I I think I just said it realistically in our intro to your interview. I think and and simply for one factor, the Me- the Megan and Penelope interview we just did, because it was in person, I think it's it's much easier to promote or like uh not I keep picking the wrong verbs. No, here. I see what you're saying. Like though. to insinuate or create like a an easier vibe to like have that conversation yep. compared to doing it over a Zoom call or what we use as Zencast, is Zencasters, our podcast platform, no free ads. Um but yeah, so to like have that, yeah, authentic like camaraderie and nice like vibe between like the core who's having the interview, it was it was very very easy to have that conversation with them when they're sitting five feet away from us, as opposed to those Zoom calls where you're, you know, like with Mo, he's in Vancouver, which is thousands of miles away. You know, we we have people in Dallas, Texas. We've had conversation with people in San Diego, and it's like, well, those conversations are gr- gr- great. Good, and we've had amazing conversations, but it's very tough to take out the in-person aspect of the conversation. Yeah. I'd say.
5: And You guys kind of got started in a in a backwards way. You started this in the era of Zoom and of Google Hangouts, Meets, and things like that. So mm-hmm. these are kind of some of your first experiences doing them in person, either to meet the team or, or bringing drivers into the office. So you kind kind of did it backwards, which
0: is cool. Yeah, that was actually that was actually a big sticking point originally when yeah, we wanted to start the podcast because. Some of my favorite podcasts I watch um, are they like the hosts only will do in person interviews, right. but obviously they have budgets where they're either flying to the person or flying out the person. And, you know, we're we're doing whatever you can just to schedule the interviews, let alone getting the person in person. So mean? we
1: just flew him here from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> chill, yeah. True. He did just hop off a flight
0: yeah. yesterday to come here, but. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd say, yeah, but initially I only wanted to do in-person yeah. interviews. That was like a very, very big sticking point for me initially was I only wanted to have people in person. But obviously, you know, you can only do what you can do.
5: Yeah. And I, th- I think as I've watched some of these virtual ones, you guys have done it. It seems like it gets better each time where the camaraderie and the rapport is there, even though. you guys...
0: Yeah. Rapport. That was an, uh, that was the verb I was looking for.
1: All right. Well, guilty as we call you here in the office. I, uh, we really appreciate
0: you coming on. What yeah, man. Think, Thank guys. you so much. Let's, uh, chill plug. We got to do one last thing here. Plug, plug the link. I deliver that.com backslash podcast, like share, subscribe, let the people know how they're going to see us view us moving forward. And then, and then we can close this out.
5: Awesome. Well, as always, I'll close out like these guys, but you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Definitely check out some of TikTok, the content. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. Big one, big one. New to the scene on TikTok. You can also go to deliverthat.com/podcast. Leave us any questions. You can find our direct website on there. Ask any questions you want. Get signed up as a driver. Oh, if you're yeah. New to deliver that. And yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for
0: checking it out. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining us. And we will see everyone next.